Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello and welcome to Running Down the Clock. This is Tyler Walzak's show featuring guest host Puya Racy. Thank you for joining us today. Tyler, thank you so much for having me on your show once again, as I do every week. That's how you, that's so, that's, I don't know if you're taking a shot at me because that's of, a shot. Of, that that's is a shot. shot. That's well, a maybe shot. You should put your mouth a little closer to the microphone because you're a little quiet on that shot. Oh, I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Maybe you could fix that in post kindly. <laughs> it, no, you're actually very quiet. You, um, so we all know when you're screaming. That was not screaming. Okay, okay, we're starting off with shots. Let's so speaking of shots, let's go back to Thursday. And I know you take a lot of shots as a guy, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, because he don't fucking love stinks. I hate him. Now he had the biggest comeback in NFL history. He, his team did. Well, I think they're the Minnesota Kirk Cousins, are they not? <laughs> no, they are not. No, he threw a pick six in the first half. He's part of the reason they were down so big. But, you know, he's he motivated the team. He motivated Alvin Cook to get that, what, 70, 80-yard, 60-yard run to... No, he did not. Patrick Peterson, their defensive back, is the one who did the motivation at halftime. Did you hear his halftime speech? Like, Or did you hear about it? No, I didn't. So he's a defensive back for the Minnesota Vikings. He was with the Arizona yeah. Cardinals for the longest time. All-pro defensive back. Uh, in the dressing room, they're down 33 nothing. obviously. I believe that's what the score was um, at half, if I'm not wrong. Did they have any points at half? I don't. I think it was 30 nothing at half, and then they went up 33 nothing in the third. And this was Saturday, sorry. Remember, it was the first game on Saturday, which was a great leadoff. Um, no, they were down 33 nothing at half. So in, in the locker room, Patrick Peterson just stands up and says, because the, the coach – told this story said he'll never forget it stand up and says hey offense listen we'll stop them now all we need is five touchdowns it's easy it's just that easy and then they go out and score five touchdowns what was the thursday game i'm mixing this up what was the thursday Thursday was the um the niners seahawks right right uh, yes yes yeah which also wasn't a bad game i mean it was just kind of Niners all the way. It Seahawks was Niners all the way. Close, but they never really had a shot. But back to the uh, Kirk Cousins thing. So an odd stat I saw on Instagram was the last time an NFL team in the regular season came back from a 24-point deficit was week seven of 2015. And that was your boy, Kirk Cousins, for the Washington then Redskins against the Tampa Bay Bucks, And they call that the you like that game. That's that you like that game when he's running through the hallways yeah. screaming like an idiot. Yeah, that's because they was he was the reason that he had to say that was because people were shitting all over him about how bad he was the first like eight weeks before that. That's why they call it the you like that game because he was so angry that he was no. being portrayed as a bad quarterback that he had to come out to the media and be like you like that. You know who he is? He's the guy that's successful because everybody has to work that much harder to their fullest potential when he's out there and brings out the best in people that way. That's a horrible <laughs> way to bring out the best in people. You have to be so bad that everybody knows that they have to work harder. 
that's like the that's like the person at your job that everybody fucking hates because like if we just got rid of him we could just we would just be better naturally no you'd lose the motivation to be better because you'd just get complacent you'd take it easy super bowl is not motivation enough i for 31 teams it isn't (laughs) so he had one two three Four throwing touchdowns. And I yeah. bet fantasy people fucking loved that. Oh, yeah. But, but I on also the other saw... Side, there were some saw... bad fumbles. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. There was some picks. You know, the Colts, they did get some breaks in that game. Oh, yeah. In the first half, specifically, they they, they got a pick six, like, from their defense. They had a good uh, kick return, I believe. And so I heard a different stat, which is probably going to hurt our boy... Uh, Frank or Jeff Saturday for sure is on his way out. I don't believe he gets to keep his job um, after the season's over. But Frank Reich, I believe, the old um, coach, the old coach, had the one of the biggest comebacks, and then Jeff Saturday came in and has the biggest law a losing side of that comeback, which does not look good for Jeff Saturday. That's like he. It's got to, like, do you see any way he keeps his job? Would you want him to keep his job if you were a fan? No, but I, again, we talked about this before. We don't know the reasoning behind getting him as a coach. It was just to hype up the players, keep morale up in a losing season, a season where they didn't really think they're going anywhere. You think the morale's you know, like, higher? You think the morale's high right now? I don't think so, but I think that was the attempt because they were looked at it from we're losing anyway. We're probably not going to win out their season with Frank Wright. Why don't right. we bring in a guy that could just keep the players motivated, keep the the, the team together because we're going to lose anyway. Now we said it before, there's a huge learning curve for Jeff Saturday coming out of the broadcast booth, getting his first shot at coaching at the amateur, you know, peewee pro level, whatever. This is his first time coaching. There's yeah. a massive learning curve for sure. I don't think he'll personally survive it. I, he won't. He can't. How do you justify that to any of your other coaches now before it was hard to justify having your assistant coaches stay and then bring in a guy that's never coached ever, which we've talked about. And then now to see that like he's actually not helping the team at all is like, you. why would you stay and work for him at that point? But is there a big surprise? Is like, no, is that, there a surprise the... when you put an entry level person at the head position and they don't know everything like uh, am I the only one that's not surprised? You know, <laughs> no, I, I think that's this. I think there's a lot of people out there that are happy that this happened to Jeff Saturday because they don't believe that he should have ever been in that position. No, I don't think anybody believed it. Even he didn't believe it. <laughs> sure, but I. But there's a lot of there's a lot of ex- Jim players. say what was his logic? Why did he do it? He generally try thought this is going to be the next Bill Belichick, Sean Payton. You know. Just to try something different, I think. Just to get a different brain in there to see because what do you have to lose at this point? Exactly. So you, you, it was it was a um, no risk, possible reward situation. You're going to lose anyway. What what does it matter? Well, that's true. But I mean, you could have brought someone in who was going to be like you were still in a playoff contention at that point that you put Jeff Saturday in there. You just you're, you just didn't think that you're going to win any more games. Yeah, they could have also just kept Frank Wright. They could have just kept Frank Reich. That's also like a perspective we never really took. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever talked about that. 
No. I bet you they'd be happy to have him back now. Um, it just it seems like I just don't understand why ex NFL players on like Twitter and stuff are upset that Jeff Saturday got hired as a coach. Like, wouldn't you want that for yourself? So why wouldn't it be nice to see that another person who's been in your position before just got the opportunity to do it? But I can tell you right now, I don't think that'll ever fucking happen again based off of what's happening right now with Jeff Saturday. No, I just, uh, I don't think so either. But I, this is a perfect example of not never ever letting that happen again. I think this is just proving what everybody knew. You don't get somebody with no experience to be the captain of the ship. Oh, for sure. That's just, that's a no brainer in any organization, in any business, anything. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's a no brainer. It happens far too often, though. We see that shit all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, all right. Anyway, so we'll move, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's how about well, stick with the comebacks? Stick with the comebacks? Uh, well, we we're talking about stupid hires. We're talking about stupid decisions. Let's move on to one of the dumbest fucking plays I've ever seen in my oh. entire life by a franchise that you would never, ever, ever, ever guess in a million years would be the ones that made this mistake. Can I take a timeout just to bring up one point? Go. I would imagine, and I have no way of knowing this, but Bill Belichick, his first rule of Patriots football must be don't play stupid football. I don't care what the second rule is. The number one rule I can only imagine of his is don't play stupid football. Don't take risky plays. Don't do anything stupid. Just play smart, good, fundamental football. That's what I imagine his thing must be. And after that game, nobody really cared about anything except what was Bill Belichick's reaction to the end of that game. Now, fill everybody in on that game. That's all I care about is what, like, I I watched the replay. I watched the game. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what? What are they doing? And I had to, like, look twice. I'm like, the game is tied. What are you, why are you doing this? And then after the game, I was like, okay, well, now I'm very interested to see how this unfolds. Like, you got to think that someone's getting fired, someone's losing their jobs. But it's Ramondre Stevenson who makes the first stupid decision to um, hurdle it back to Jacoby Myers. And then it could have ended there at Jacoby Myers just being like, just go down. And you can see Mac Jones saying, go down, go down, go down in the background. Like, don't, what are you doing? This is stupid. Um, and then Myers throws it to Mac Jones or near Mac Jones gets intercepted by Chad Jones, Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones. My favorite part about it is that he then takes a direct path straight at Mac Jones. There was no trying to get around him, no avoiding him and just running the pylon. He made a choice to destroy Mac Jones. That's my favorite part about the play. I just love there's the only thing those two share is a last name. But there's nothing similar about them. Nothing similar about them. Look at I, Mac Jones' physique. Chandler Jones, his older brother, is a UFC undefeated. Uh, you know, he's, I don't know John, if he's champion right now, John but yeah. Bones. Yeah, his oldest brother, another former uh, NFL player, Super Bowl winning player. Apparently, those three brothers, they grew up wrestlers, like, you know, like wrestling Greco Roman. The dad just had enough of them fighting that he bought a wrestling mat and just put it in the basement of their house. And the three brothers just wrestled after school every day, get out their aggression. Can you That's imagine hilarious. those three in the house? They're probably just smashing every bit of. Well, they're also probably so, huge. 
Oh yeah, they were big boys, and so the dad just like he had enough. They're all wrestlers in school, so he just put a mat down there, made a professional wrestling ring, and they just wrestled. That was their thing. That's hilarious. And now years of that leading up to him just crushing <laughs> matchups out of like probably eighteen years of those guys just beating the shit out of each other. The the thing the person who gets screwed the most over by that is Mac Jones. Now, okay, so anyways, he scores a touchdown. Game's over. Raiders win against the Patriots who never make mistakes like that. I would have thought that Jacoby Myers would have just got like jumped over the stands and left with the regular crowd, the regular citizens, got an Uber on a bus and just went home in full gear just to avoid having to go in and look Bill Belichick in the eyes because you use no excuse for that. No excuse for that. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said after after the game? What did he say? The, someone like so he tried to exp- justify what he did, and he said it's like obviously it's my fault. The plan was to run the ball and go into overtime. I was trying to be a hero, and I just I looked and I thought I saw Mac Jones open. Now, but, but, let's just say even if but, he even if he saw Mac Jones open. Let's take a look at that sentence. I thought there's the problematic part about it is you thought doesn't mean that it you I saw would have been the right way, but I thought he saw a wide open Patriots player. There's now, only the problematic part of that as well is the player he's talking about is Mac Jones. So even if you saw Mac Jones open, even if you thought that you saw Mac Jones open. What the fuck is Mac Jones going to do when he catches that ball? He's going to run giving to 11 it, guys. You're giving it to him 15 yards further back than where you are. Worst case scenario is exactly you're what happened. You're putting him in a worse position. The only guy that you want Mac Jones running that ball over is maybe the kicker. That's it. On your whole roster, you'd probably take Mac Jones over the kicker. Maybe. Maybe. That's it. Yeah. Even any if other Mac- player, I'd rather give the ball to any other player on that team. If Mac Jones, <coughs> Mac Jones catches that ball, he gets absolutely hammered by Chandler Jones, who is right there. Which Mac is going to be the exact same play. It's going to be the exact same the play. Exact same pick play. Up, pick up the ball from Mac Jones on the ground, running in from the score. No difference. Even if he's open and he catches the ball, okay, that's one thing. He's still going to get fucking hammered by Chandler Jones. This exact play, like. There was no good that he screwed Mac Jones over the most based on that horrible, horrible play. I don't like I would have thought that Bill Belichick would just be like, I'm benching those two guys for the rest of the season. They are six and seven or something like that. They're seven and eight. Um no, they have to be six and seven or six and eight. They're six and eight right now. So that play might have cost them the playoffs. That play One probably play. did. That which play, you may never play. see again in your lifetime. A walk-off touchdown for a defensive player intercepting, which I guess they call it a fumble, um, off a backwards pass. You may never see that again. No. No, you. there's no reason we should ever see that play again. Unless you're down six and you have but to. But then it's not a walk-off TD. That's not a walk-off touchdown. Yeah, you're right. No. Uh one of the, it'll that's probably the dumbest play I've ever seen in the history. They're seven and seven right now. Sorry, so they're still they're in eighth spot. They're not in a playoff spot, but that probably will 
it's a huge problem for them getting into the playoffs. Now, so, go ahead. Go, go, go. Say what you're going to say. As much as you think, like, the fear of, like, having to deal with Bill Belichick that day, I heard a story from Julian Edelman one time. He was describing, like, he made a bad drop, ran the wrong route, bad drop. And he said, you, you think Bill Belichick after the game will kind of rip into you? No, that's not the way he does it. He waits until the next team meeting, and he puts the play up on the board in front of everybody, and he just goes through it. And then he rewinds it five times. You'll watch it. And then he's just sitting there to himself, watching it in front of everybody, just shaking his head, rewinding it, playing it, <laughs> rewinding it, playing it. And he says the humiliation and embarrassment from that is far worse than getting chewed out by him. <laughs> it's far worse. And you're just sitting there like, stop playing it, please. I get the point. Stop playing it. <laughs> Costing so the that's game. What... Yeah. Costing the game. Costing the playoffs, maybe. It, yeah, potentially, yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge loss for a game that they should have won against a, a Raiders team that's not a not Raiders great. team that blew another big lead. It's not great. I mean, um, they didn't blow it in the end because they were gifted a a TD. But yeah, do you want to talk about another upset that happened on the on the weekend? That well, also was a a walk off touchdown to win the game. Are we talking our. Uh... Junior Lions, the Jaguars? Yeah, that's actually the best. I think our most accurate, like, hot take prediction was the Jacksonville Jaguars being good this year. I think we nailed it. Yeah. They could win the division. When you throw out 25 hot takes and one comes to reality, it's not that good of a (laughs) record. Something's got to (laughs) stick. Something has to stick. (laughs) Something has to stick, and that's what stuck. Did not every game more or less, go your Detroit Lions way this weekend. It was a great weekend for the Lions. A great weekend for the Lions. Yeah. Um, We could have lost that game. The old Lions would have lost that game because there was – the Jets had the ball and they were driving with um like a minute left on the clock, whatever, and the Lions were giving up big chunks of plays. And uh, that could have – it could have easily, easily been a loss if they had gotten – it was, the Jets had a field goal to win the game at the end, and they missed it. So, but it was oh man, that is brand new Lions, man. This Lions team is watch out for them. Watch out for them in the playoffs. I read a fucking article today. Some idiot on Bleacher Report said there's like five teams that should be losing instead of wanting to get in the playoffs because of their draft picks. And he had the Lions on there, and he's talking about how like well the Lions would be better off to have a high pick to get a a quarterback for the future. Ah. And there's one, there's two fucking dumb things about that. One, it's tough to justify getting rid of Jared Goff right now. I know that they could save $20 million by letting him go, but you can also make the playoffs if you don't let him go. And then two, we have the LA Rams pick that's going to be top five. So why don't we make the playoffs and get a top five pick? Like everything I wanted to do was just like kind of find out this guy's email and be like, dude, what are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense. You've done no research. Yeah. I, I like them taking a quarterback to sit behind Jared Goff for another 100%. season two. 100%. I, I, I think it's really risky that you just put quarterbacks in right away. I don't like it. I hate that teams do it because then you give, one, you give the fan base and the media the chance to break him down and rip him apart before he even gets good. Yeah. And two, like just have him sit back and learn. NFL is a different game than college. 
it's a lot harder. Everybody is supposed to be there. Um, so it's like you you have to you have to let these guys learn. You can't just throw them away. Like Zach Wilson's probably the best case scenario of that now. Like if he just had sat and learned the system a bit more, learned behind somebody else, he probably wouldn't be getting run out of town right now. Yeah. Like a lot of sports is psychological. And I think there's also the psychological aspect of the learning, how yeah. to be a pro yeah. to change your attitude and perspective coming in. A lot of these guys are there, the fucking man. Yeah. You know, and now you're coming in, you're actually nobody like you can lose. You have a little bit of power at first because you're the starting quarterback, but that can fade so quickly. Very quickly. The minute that you lose your first team. overall pick you had, uh, the, sorry, coming in as the first overall pick that Heisman trophy you came in with, they buy you some time. Yeah, for sure. But that runs out. And it runs out quicker and quicker, seemingly each season. Like there's always like we're. Back to the Jaguars a little bit with like Trevor Lawrence. Like this is his second season, but he kind of has a scapegoat because he had a shitty fucking coach last year. And one of the players after the game, Rayshon Jenkins, um, he had 18 tackles, two plat passes deflected, and two, two passes deflected and two interceptions. And he said the reason he credits his play and the play of the team is coaching. I'm just going to be up front. We're a way smarter team now. So I like. And everyone noticed it, but we're lucky that Trevor Lawrence didn't get totally screwed over by that coach and have his entire confidence, everything ripped apart and and kind of just same way Zach Wilson's happening. He's only now starting to show that he's a good player. Oh, yeah. He's picking it up, he's and he's picking it up quickly. He, he has one reason. bad fumble. Yeah, but he's the reason they're like showing this yeah. life. I think everyone him believes in him. That's a good connection. Doug Peterson is super awesome. A great coach for them to have. Um, he'll be with that team for a while um, because also the expectations in Jacksonville are low, just like they are in Detroit. Like Detroit, like right now as a fan of Detroit, I expect to make the playoffs. Now, I know that that there's a lot of things that need to happen. The Giants and the Redskins, oops, sorry, uh, the Commanders, sorry about that. The Commanders and the Giants have to lose, I think, two more games or one more game each and the Lions have to win out and Seahawks have to lose another game. So I know things need to happen, but I think that this team deserves to make the playoffs and I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. But then they'll play the 49ers and they'll get blown out in the playoffs. But the at the beginning of the year, there was no expectation for us to make the playoffs. It's the same as the Jaguars next year and the Lions next year probably, whereas they still won't get enough respect to be chosen to make the playoffs. But that helps them in this case because now they're both genuinely good teams. Yeah. We'll get into the schedule because I think it's not it's another good week on the schedule for Detroit. But I still want to stick with these comebacks because we got another big comeback. Oh, yeah. We got a lot. We're just like five. Bengals. Like, the Bengals, yeah. Now, what? Tom, Tom Brady is not looking good. <laughs> He stinks. He looks like an old man out there. Yeah. And it's because he is an old man out there. Uh, was his whole power Giselle? Was that the secret? Every, it seems like it seems like behind every powerful man, there's a powerful woman, and that yeah. is uh, reigning true right now yeah. with Tom Brady. Somehow he's still in the playoff spot. Ah, uh, man, that is like that is the shitty part about <laughs> it. Is like. They, they, 
the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs, and then they can go on one of those stupid playoff runs and potentially screw everything up all year, and they've been shitty. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. But when Tom Brady's in the playoffs, like it's hard to bet against him. I still like to see history. I still want to see him get eight, but I don't think it's happening, regardless if he gets the playoffs or not. The way that team is playing. Oh, they're bad. Yeah, it's not. They're bad. And like people are talking about where Tom's going to play next year. And I would never say retire as like a fan of football and the sport. And I like Tom Brady and what he's done for the sport. I would never say retire, but a lot of people are saying he just doesn't have it anymore. It's just, but also they said that about Peyton when Peyton went down with like that serious neck injury. They're like, I don't think Peyton will be able to recover from this. And then he came back and win the Super Bowl as soon as he got back on the field. In the right situation, maybe like I think Tom Brady in San Francisco, that would be Super then Bowl favorite. Why? My only question is, why did this suddenly become the wrong situation? Yeah, this I don't was, understand that either. The, this Tampa Bay team was the right situation. And then suddenly, without that much of a change, it became the wrong situation. Yeah, I don't understand that either because they had, I think it's essentially the same team that won the Super Bowl. You lose a couple players like Ndamukong and Sue is gone and some guys have left. But Gronk obviously is gone as well. But you're right. Like, why is this now? The receivers are good, aren't they? The offensive line's not great. But... Has Tom Brady had a great offensive line his entire career? Like, he must have had some seasons where he's won and been successful, and the offensive line has just been, like, mediocre. He gets the ball out quick anyway. He's not relying on them to buy him that much time. Yeah. So what the hell is going on? Like, they're up 17 nothing against the Bengals. So that's who I want to talk about, the Bengals. I well, that's the, the team Bengals, we should be talking about. I, I, like, I like the Bengals. They are doing what they did last year. They're getting hot at the right time. Oh, yeah. And their they're defense quietly, is playing amazing. They're quietly snuck up to number one in their division because they were never there at any point this season. Yeah, and now suddenly they're there, leading into the home stretch of the uh, of the season. And you know he can beat Mahomes. Oh yeah, he can take out the Chiefs, and that's he's the only one that can. Seems like he's the only one that knows how to beat the Chiefs. And that's the well, we know too. You just tra- cover Travis Kelsey. You just cover uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we know. It's simple. Right. Shut down the team. The team simple. has to fold after that. But what's his biggest threat in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl? The Bills? Dolphins? I think Yeah, it's tough to say that it's the Chiefs because they've shown that they can handle the Chiefs. I would say it's I don't even know if it is Buffalo. Like I think Cincinnati right now. That's what I'm saying. If they, not if they get to the playoffs, when they get to the playoffs, which they yeah. will, I could see them going back to the Super Bowl again. Like they are getting hot at the exact right time. And the defense is playing excellent football right now. And that's exactly what happened last year at the same time, like when they started to turn it on. Like Tom Brady had four turnovers, and they, I think Cincinnati scored a touchdown on all four of those turnovers, or at least points on all four of those turnovers. It's, I would be afraid to match up against Cincinnati in the playoffs right now. Yeah. I'd be afraid. And I, I, I love this Joe Burrow guy. He, I think, long, he's going to have one of these long careers and going to be good for a long time. He's going to sneak in there of just being one of these amazing quarterbacks. Not that he's not on pace already. Yeah. But you know how they say, like, a lot of quarterbacks who get to the Super Bowl never go back? Yep. If you lose, you're probably never going back. That was That's the true. one shot. 
I, I think he'll be a little different. He just seems like he has, he doesn't get frazzled. He stays calm and he just, he plays like a pro. He seems like one of those guys that is going to be a staple in this league. Like you have, yeah. like you have that era where there was like Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. And then you had other guys like Eli Manning who won two Super Bowls during that era. Ben Roethlisberger was still like in that era as well. Um, who also won two Super Bowls. It's, it seems like Joe Burrow is that next evolution of quarterback play for the next 10 years. It's like Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow would be like, then you have like Jalen Hurts, who's now showing that he could be a guy. It's, it seems like those guys are the future of football for the next 10 years. Absolutely. But I don't know. I don't know. Other than those other guys mentioned who else I would put above Joe Burrow in terms of like, who do you want as your quarterback? Justin Herbert, maybe would you rather have Herbert over Joe Burrow? I don't think so. No, there's two, there's um, what's the dude in Chicago. He's starting to get good. I'm not saying you put these guys ahead, but these are the guys in the conversation. Uh, Yeah. Tua can put himself in the conversation this year. Let's see if he can do it again next year. Because as to your point earlier, some of these guys don't ever get to the Super Bowl, And if they do go, they never go back. If Joe Burrow can go back, then he elevates himself yeah. over those guys. And then I'd say like maybe Lamar Jackson, but would you I at this point, I would want Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. I, I like Lamar, but I only worry about a player like Lamar is once his athleticism starts to diminish, does he have the other skills to be a great quarterback? Well, you'd like to think that he I see. I hear what you're saying. You'd like to think that he will have the foresight to know, like, hey, I'm getting a little slower in the off season, so maybe I pick up a little bit more of, like, I don't know, trying to find, or maybe I release the ball 0.5 seconds faster each play. Um, but I mean, Joe Burrow right now is pocket pass touchdown. Yeah. And the team around him is great too. And he seems to have three wide receivers that are all capable of handling a full workload on any given Sunday. All right. What was the other comeback here? Oh, uh, we did Jaguars. We did Cincinnati. There's one more. Um, There's a world cup soccer comeback, but it didn't really pan out. They lost in the end. No, but it was an exciting. If every soccer game was like that soccer game, I would watch soccer. I to get off topic football. I don't like what the I do like the goalie for the Argentine Argentina t- team, Martinez. Yeah, um, I think he's a weirdo, but I think you need to be a weirdo a little bit to be a goalie. But what he's doing now, he's dude. He keeps coming at Mbappe. Have you seen this? Like in the dressing room, he has like a little silence for Mbappe, and then at the parade, he's wearing a baby's doll with Mbappe's face on it. You know. You know what? Who that's going to create? You know who's going to take that as an insult and just be better for the rest of his career? Who, who took? Who takes it personally? Mbappe. Yeah. Why would you like? I don't care. Like I bet he doesn't care if he pisses Mbappe off either. But all you're doing is creating a bigger legendary status if Mbappe comes back and just says, "Yeah, remember that goalie from Argentina that kept poking at me after they won? Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm back on top." Yeah, those I was like, the, the why? I, root for. I always like to know why somebody starts the shit, right? Like, why? Yeah. Do you remember the uh, the the Tyrone Matthew, uh, Tom Brady thing in the Super Bowl? No. Oh yes, yes, 
Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Because apparently, you know, like it seemed like at first, uh, um, Tyron Matthew, uh, Tom Brady was starting to shit with uh, uh, Tyron, but I think I heard the story that it was actually Tom Brady, like said, I meant nothing by it. And Tom Brady, um, Tyron Matthew says to him, like, oh, get fucked or something. And he's like, really? And so he started ripping into him and like he's, yeah. you know, went back and forth. But like, there's certain people that have greatness that you don't poke at like this. Like it's the it's the Jordan meme where it just goes, and I took that personally, and then yeah, I. Yeah, but the shredded. only the difference the difference between them is they like, like national teams don't see each other that much. Like Argentina is not going to see France much again. No, in that I get that. Like it's not like you're playing in the same league regularly, so it's not the same way of you're facing this guy two times a year, three times a year, or something like it's. I get that. It's not the same thing as like in the NFL of, you know, that divisional sure. rival. For sure, but at the same time, why are you poking a guy that is a like a killer? I don't know. I, I, I only justify it with this. This is his moment to to carry out however he wishes. So carry it out a different like make it about you and your team. You're making it about you versus Mbappe, which is You're going to lose. It's going to almost that, that is going to lose for you. How he just won? Sure, but more people are going to remember Mbappe than they are going to remember him. I don't know. He's come pretty memorable with that celebration when he got his uh, glove trophy. <laughs> yeah, what was that all about? Too, I don't get that. Again, I like. I think that he's like, like a character and fun to watch. I just don't like. I think there's something weird in his brain. Sure, he might be an odd guy, but uh, apparently the story there was that the French fans booed him, so that was kind of his fuck you to the French fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You like know what that. it is. I like that, and I. As soon as I say this, I feel like you'll maybe jump on his side a little more. All of these moves, you know what they are? They're spite. <laughs> They're spite moves. What, what He's doing them solely out of spite. What is he spiting Mbappe for? The guy celebrating scoring three goals, four goals on him. He scored four goals on him. Yeah. He should be celebrating that. Not when he walks away with the trophies. You have to celebrate each goal. As it goes. Anyway, we could go on about this for hours. Yeah, we should get back on to regular American good football. Let's talk about a super highlight play that I think like we have to talk about. And I'm hoping you saw this. Uh the basically the alley oop interception. Oh yeah. Yes, I saw that. How cool was that? that and why doesn't cool. it happen more often? I think it's just hard to like kind of you know, when you watch on video, it's a little bit slower than in real time. Just the reaction time to have the heads up to know, like, because you're usually facing the wrong way on the catch. Yeah. You do see once in a while. Like I remember even Travis Kelsey had one of those where caught it, dished it off to the guy running the other yep. way and got the touchdown out of it. Like, guys do do the little pitch. I think Randy Moss has done it before. Yeah. they It gets done, but I, I think it's just it's a situational thing. It's also higher risk, right? It's a very high risk. I don't think Bill Belichick would tell you to do it. I think he'd just tell you, like, you know. Because what if that player, the player that was in between them, got that ball? Touchdown. Yeah, that's true. You know, so there is a level of risk in it. Yeah. But with even with, like, when the guys kick the – like, when the puncher kicks the ball down and it bounces into the end zone, and those guys run in and they, they have to dive without touching the end zone and then swing it, like, throw it back to one of the – other players, one of their teammates, you think that that play alone that's been happening for like the last three or four years, um, more and more so, instead of like the coffin corner kicks that people have been trying to do when when I, when we were younger, 
It's more just kick it right in the middle, and then we will just try to throw it back. Now, you think that that type of behavior would lead to, hey, if we can do this on a punt, why don't we do this on interceptions, or why don't we do this on plays? Now, I did hear during this game watching it is that it's technically not legal if it's thrown forward. So oh, I think yeah. that, yeah, for I sure, that could be. I mean, but that we've known that about football forever. You get one forward pass behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and then it's just you have to go. But man, that was that was a really cool interception to see. Um, the Chargers ended up winning that game, uh, and the Chargers are a team, Ben. They are. They they got healthy at a good time of the season. Chargers are a team. They just like the Bengals are starting to to put everything together. They're getting healthy. You're right. They're getting healthy. Keenan Allen's back. He's playing well. That's uh, that could be a team moving forward. The AFC looks really good this year, and we knew that going into the season. But right now, you got like Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. The Titans suck right now. I don't know what's going on with them. The Jaguars could make the playoffs. We talked about this last week. Absolutely. Yeah. the 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 Titans are getting cold at the wrong time. Jaguars getting hot at the right time. Yeah. It's still tough down the stretch. They got a lot to go their way. They're one helps. game behind. Right now, the Jaguars are just one game behind the Titans, and they play the Titans. And the last week of the year, we talked about this last week. This exact situation, yeah. But it's, two it's, games. it's unfolding in front oh, of us right it's now. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a great end of the year. So the Jaguars have the Jets on Thursday night, which is a good game. And people can say like, "Oh, Thursdays are never a good game," but both these teams need to win, yeah, to make the playoffs. Now, I, I got to think. Uh, how long have we known each other? Uh, eight, eight years, 10 years, eight, eight, 10 years, 10 years. I, I think the people should know that you and I have never watched a football game together, despite my asking <laughs> numerous times throughout, like regularly throughout weeks of the NFL season. I'll ask to watch games with you. Now this final week, there's going to be some good games. Can we watch those games together or no? That's still strictly out of the question. Here's the thing about, why we don't watch football games together. And I've told you this. I am a stress case. You don't need to watch the Lions game? But all those games, that's the game that happens at 10 a.m. So all the good games happen at that 10 a.m. slot. That's the problem. If the Lions play a Thursday night game, then Sundays can be up for grabs. You know, I think we did watch a week 16 Seattle 49ers game once together. I don't recall that. Yeah, we were down at the pint. Oh, yeah, we did. We're, we went yeah. to... Yeah. Okay, no, that's... You're right about the game. You're wrong about which week it was. Was uh, it a playoff game? Off card round? The, I think it was the last week. No, it might have been week 16, week 17. Because it was after the World Junior Hockey Championship game. We went down to the point to watch that football game. Well, I got that game. I guess we don't need to watch a game ever again. Yeah, you got your game. Your wish came true. You only get one wish here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like watching Lions games with people because I'm a stress case. Yeah. There's a lot of other games other than Lions every week, though, still. But anyway, I digress. You digress. What's what's okay? Let's look at let's just quickly look at week 18 because the Lions play the Packers at 10 a.m. So if there's the afternoon game, oh, there's no afternoon, all games are at 10 a.m. on that Sunday. All games, all every single game in the last week, January 8th, Sunday, all games are at 10 a.m., 1 p.m. if you're on the 
East Coast that we don't care about. Right. Interesting. Um, all right. So what do we have to talk about that is left this week still before we start talking about this next week? Oh, I have one thing that I want to talk about. And it, it fucked me over a gambling. And that's why I'm going to bring it up. Because we do have uh, a gambling sponsor here that had nothing to do with this. And that sponsor is Betstamp. Betstamp is your one-stop shop for line shopping, bet tracking, and sports betting odds. You would never just go with the first price if you were shopping for flights. So why settle for the first odds when you find betting? Betstamp changes that. The streamlined and easy-to-use app allows you to find a whole spectrum of odds for any bet. Then it makes it easy to track your bets in one place you can set alerts in case the line changes and learn what bets your friends and even some celebrity bettors are making check out bet stamp for your one and only betting needs okay so specifically i'm talking about the washington commanders versus the new york giants monday night the commanders are down seven coming back i think they're down eight actually coming back like a minute left in the game they run a touchdown in with Brian Robinson Jr. And then all they need is a two-point conversion to tie the game. Touchdown gets taken back because of a flag by an official. Now, that flag was because Terry McLaurin, the wideout on Washington, was lined up offsides. Which is bullshit. Because if you watch the tape, he looks at the referee, says, I, am I onside? Referee goes, yes takes a small step forward and goes, am I still onside? Gives him a thumb up. Referee nods his head, yes. Then as soon as the play starts, the referee throws a penalty, calling him offsides. Negates the touchdown. Negates my bet, which was a, a, par- a parlay, that all I needed was a Brian Robinson Jr. touchdown, anytime touchdown, to win my parlay of the night. And it got taken away on a bullshit penalty. Now, that tells me that the NFL is rigged. I think the NFL is rigged. They wanted the Giants to win that game completely rigged against you and your bets. I think they check with the betting sites. I think think they want the giants in the playoffs and that's what happened there. I think they have one of those AI things that just scans the airwaves to see who's talking about the NFL. And if you shit talk the NFL, like we have a few times, they just turn it against you. They know there's people all across the world that the NFL is calling games against just to spike their bets. (laughs) That's the system they've got set up. <laughs> and you know what I just did? I just lost you next week's bet. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> All right, let's talk about next week. Let's talk about next week. Because we have some great games coming up. Let's just get into some. So let's talk Thursday night. Jaguars in New York. This, doesn't affect, the, this doesn't affect the Lions. This does not affect the Lions at all. No. AFC game. I don't think there's a line. This is exactly the same scenario as last week with the Lions. Because yeah, the Jacksonville against, against the, the wild card. Nobody knows what they're gonna do. Well, Nobody well knows. yeah. So this is I actually say like if you're if you look on your bet stamp now and you're looking to make a bet on this, you can either get the Jaguars at minus one or you can get the Jets at minus one. So your money line is going to change dramatically based off that at a plus 100 or plus or minus 104, minus 115. It's all over the place. So you, if you check your bet stamp app, you're going to be able to get either of these guys on their money lines. Um, and if you can find it, take it, especially if you believe someone is going, like if you're four or against a certain team here. Um, I think the Jaguars win this one uh, against the Jets. I don't know if Mike White's going to be back, but 
I think that was something we didn't touch on. They played uh, your boy Wilson. Wilson, yeah, and he didn't play terribly. He kept throwing up lame ducks. Like they, the Lions' defense should have been a little bit better than what they were. But it's not like Zach Wilson. He didn't lose that game for them. Maybe he's starting to get it. No, no, he's still an idiot. He's still an idiot. Uh, who who think the Jaguars or the Jets win this one? Oh, I'm all Jaguars all season, all the way now. Yeah, I I agree with that sentiment. I, the AFC cats, the big cats of the AFC. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars come out beat the Jets in this one, and that's two home losses in a row for the New York Jets in five days. We love the cat teams. We got the Lions, we got the Jaguars, and the CFL. Our home team here is the BC Lions. I think you're from somewhere near Hamilton. You got the Tiger Cats out there. Most people probably don't know about CFL teams, but I would say, yeah, I would say those are the two cat teams in the CFL: the Tiger Cats and the Lions. And then the rest of the eight teams are just like the Blue Bombers or something, right? Blue Bombers, you got Rough Riders, you got yeah. Argonauts, Alouettes. They changed. They changed one of the teams this past year. Used to be the Eskimos. Now they become the Elks, so they're not as uh, insensitive anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's happening now. Okay, let's go on to the next game. Uh, I'm just, I'm gonna like talk more about the games that actually have meaning. Now, the Browns-Saints game, nobody gives a shit about. The... Well, Browns won last week, despite what we thought. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Ravens. This game which... does have a little bit of meaning for us because the Saints still could take Tom Brady out of the running there. They're kind of the worst in that division, but yeah, they're but... all still within striking range. Like Nobody's winning in that division. They're one game out of a playoff spot. They're one game away from taking away a playoff spot from the book. Which is shocking because I don't think they've won one game this season. Uh, I it's <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns are favorites to win by three. Then yeah, I think the Saints win this one because I think they have to win this one. And if they want to stay, it's just the it, the NFC is weird that South is weird this way. It's like when you think the teams aren't gonna win, they win. And when you think they should win, they lose. And they all seem to do exactly what the other team's doing that week, which is why they're all brutal. Um, and then we go to the Ravens and Falcons the next game. Ravens lost kind of ugly last week against the Browns. Um, they're seven and a half point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons here. The Atlanta Falcons, like once again, will be starting Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. Oh, it that seems was a like story. Marcus Mariota left the team. It is not with the team. And the head coach called him out, said, listen, he's not with the team anymore. He just doesn't give a shit about the team. We don't want him. He doesn't want us. So yeah, good he walked out. To me, that's shocking. A guy like Mariota, I, agree. I don't know what's going on in his head. I don't think this guy is just a secured starting job in the NFL. I agree. So for him to walk out and kind of – I think it's been documented pretty well that you walk out on an NFL team, you show disrespect to the league and franchises, other teams don't want you. I agree. You kind of burn your bridge with the entire NFL that way. Yeah, I agree. The only person that's done it, and we don't even know if they have had success yet, but Deshaun Watson walking away from his team. But that was that was just wanting to be traded. Different reason, whereas Marcus Mariota could stay with the team, potentially get that starting spot back, but chose to leave, not help out a rookie quarterback. And then that tells me that he's not able to be a backup quarterback in this league either if he's not willing to help a team in any way no scenario that's... possible. So I agree with you. I think that you walk out on this team in that situation where you just don't want to sit on the bench behind somebody, then you, why would anyone put you on the bench to sit behind anyone? Because you're not a starter in this league. 
he also seemed like a good attitude kind of guy. I'm surprised. I thought so too. Yeah. I thought so too. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Maybe it's just something we don't know about and we're just talking. For sure. About. Yeah. Um, but the other big until, game until they come out and tell us that, how the hell are we supposed to know? They don't let us in the dressing oh, room. We make it up. We make we it just up. make it up. We make it up. Uh, we got, got Patriots Bengals. Patriots Bengals in New England. That's a big game, actually. Three and a half point favorites, the Bengals are. In New England. Now, some of these games are wildly cold. Wildly oh, yeah. cold. Oh, yeah. So, like this, I don't think this one is one of those ones, which is alarming to me because it's in New England. But, like, the yeah, when we when we start talking about these games, like that Baltimore-Atlanta game is going to be minus 13 degrees Celsius. Oh. That's cold. That's cold. Uh, okay, Another so- big game for you. Big game for you, maybe the biggest game for you outside of the Lions actually playing. The Chiefs and the Seahawks. Yes. Yes. And that's also in Kansas City. It's going to be minus 21 degrees Celsius. That's insanely cold. Insanely cold. Now, I need the Chiefs to win here. Oh, yeah. And I think they're the hands-down favorites. I think a little bit bit of the Geno... As much as I like the guy and I still wish him success, I think a little bit of the, you know, the the lore, the aura, whatever you want to call it, the luck, it's starting to wear yeah. away. I agree. Which is unfortunate because we like you said, he's one of the I don't our think he's playing that, badly. I, I don't no, I wouldn't not. say he's like it's just it's not shit. winning anymore. And once you stop winning, things like that, like the subtleties of a good story all kind of go away. Well, it's also people probably take him serious. Like, you know, they took him seriously, like, hey, this isn't just you know, once you have a little bit of success like that, people say, okay, well, this is guy is not a joke. You know, yeah. They'll play a little harder and and try and bring you down. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but it is kind of happening in Seattle. And but hopefully it's good for me. Like yeah. let's go Chiefs. Now, I know you don't ever really want to say this, but I think you're also a Vikings fan this weekend because you need them to beat the Giants. The Vikings have locked up the division. So there's no hope for them to lose. doesn't matter if they lose. But you need them beating the Giants, don't you? I will be cheering for Kirk Cousins this week. That's all I've ever wanted here. I can retire from this show. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. I will be hoping, <laughs> wishing, praying, and excitedly cheering for Kirk Cousins to not throw the ball away and win this game. All he has to do is just hand the ball off Dalvin Cook and win this game. Don't throw any balls. Dude, Don't throw the game so away. Good, eh? The team around him is so good. Eh? Everybody around him is so good. Yeah. So good. But Just that's also a Seattle. Uh, sorry, that's also a 49ers thing right now. And not to take a shot at Brock Purdy. He's just an unproven. But he, the team around him is so good. Yeah. They could put anybody back there. They could put Kirk Cousins back there and still be a pretty good 49ers team. Yeah. And that is a shot at Kirk Cousins. If we're not. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, did you have no. you have the Bengals winning or the Patriots winning that game before we moved on? You know, I could actually I'm gonna take the Bengals, but I very much could see the Patriots pulling an upset here, just because the Bengals have kind of won a few in a row here. They might get a little bit comfortable, and the Patriots after that, like knowing anything I know about the Patriots organization, they're not taking that loss lightly. No, they there are going gotta be, uh, to play perfect, perfectly, like, yeah, perfect football. 
in New England, sure an uncomfortable stadium in the freezing tundra of Foxborough. Ugh. Ugh. The uh, Lions Panthers. So we're also rooting for the Lions here, obviously. Uh, we're, we're Lions guys, but the we're Lions. Panthers, Panthers need to win. They need to win too because they're also they're a bit of a wild card in the games they win, and the games they lose. Yeah, and they did us a favor by beating the Seahawks a couple weeks ago, and now like, they need a favor to lie down and let the bigger cat win. Yeah, just let the big cats win. <laughs> let the big cats win. Now uh, the. I I don't know because this I can see this being one of the like the, the old lions. This game I'd be like really worried about. I think they should win this one, I don't know, but the Panthers also they're second in the NFC South right now. Like if they win this game, <laughs> that's the worst. Any other know. team in any other division would be leading that division. Oh except yeah, except the Texans outside of the Texans. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. So I I don't know. Let's just go Lions. Let's just they're three. They're only three point favorites. It's in Carolina. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Bring that one home. Uh, Texans, Titans. Now, I am rooting for the Texans here. I will say this. If the Texans can pull off a win here, the Titans, they're they're officially done. They are exactly what we predicted them to be, just a trash team. Yeah. And I I still think they are. I was shocked that they had this many wins. It's all on Derrick Henry's back. Yeah. That's That's all it it is, is Derrick Henry. And he's huge. You can't stop him. Like he's massive. Watching him run well, the ball is like, oh my sometimes. god. You know? Yeah, but still, like I wouldn't if I was a cornerback that weighed 180 pounds, I wouldn't want to tackle him. I wouldn't want him anywhere near me. No. But well, let's I mean, root I... for the Texans this this week. We're rooting for the Texans because we need the the Jags, our AFC cats, to win this division and make the playoffs. I think that'd be the greatest story. Lions and Jaguars both making the playoffs this year. That'd be amazing. Now, this one's an easy one. Dolphins, Green Bay. You don't even have to pretend on this one. Yeah. So, also, all the games we're talking about right now are Saturday games until that Dolphins-Packers game that yeah. we just talked about, which is crazy and awesome. The Dolphins we're rooting for, right? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. We've never liked Green Bay. I don't oh, like Green Bay. I just never liked them. We lost all our Green Bay listeners ages ago. I think week two. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah. You think there's any the Green Dolphins Bay listeners are that are just listening just because they want to be mad about their day? And they're like, well, I'll just listen to this podcast. They shit on the Green Bay Packers all the time, and then I can be angry. I mean, I don't even know if we have listeners, but maybe there's one guy like that that does it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know uh, I know the producer listens because he reams us out for all the stupid stuff we say, but... <laughs> <laughs> but he has to listen. He controls our Instagram, yeah. or else our Instagram doesn't get done. The another big game for the Lions, 49ers versus Commanders. Now oh, yeah. the 49ers are seven point favorites in San Francisco. I need the 49ers to win that game as well. Brock Purdy has never lost a game in which he's played. In which he's played. Those are good odds. Yeah. I think one and a half games. I'm excited for this game for that reason. Then uh there's two more games left on the Saturday that we need to talk about. This one's a big one. Cowboys Eagles. Cowboys Eagles. Big game. Probably the game of the week. I don't in terms of in terms of it should be good, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to play. On no, paper, say, Eagles Eagles have locked up that division, have they not? They have, yeah. Yeah. So the division's won. And Cowboys have locked up a playoff spot. Right. So, but in terms of like the teams, this would be the game of the week. Like this is a matchup that 
the NFL would be like with those two teams being good, just licking their lips. Like we're making a ton of money off this game. But the fact that they don't really, neither of them really have anything to play for, but pride. Um, I no, mean, the Eagles want to finish Eagles, first and get the buy. Yeah. They want the, the Cowboys buy can take that away from field them. throughout. Right. Yeah. But Jalen hurts is it might not play this game. Just by the way, this him. is on paper. This is the week. No, it's someone with his shoulder. Right. Someone with his shoulder. But Dallas is favored to win this game by four and a half points. It's a division game. Those are usually the overs have not been hitting. If you go to your bet stamp app and do some research, the overs have not been hitting as much in divisional games this year compared to the last few years. Um, this over is 46 and a half, which is high. And four point favorites for the Dallas Cowboys at home. I would say the under, and I would take, I think I might take the Cowboys on this just because at home, usually the division team gets. Gets it done. Yeah, I'll take the tie because I just don't care. Um, the next game is also kind of meaningless. Yes. But, no, I'm going to say the Raiders-Steelers. The only thing, storyline for this game, is can the Steelers coach continue his streak of non-losing seasons? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's well, all. The Raiders are 7-7. Seven and seven. No, they're 6-8 and eight right now. The Raiders aren't going to make the playoffs. No, they're not. Because the Chargers are got hot, so that's... yeah. I mean, Chargers just, and Dolphins are in the last two playoff spots. Yeah, they're not going to overtake any of them. No. Um, and the Steelers are, I think, last in their division? The Steelers are last well, Browns, in their division. Browns or Steelers? Uh, Steelers now, I guess. They're both, well, they're both six and eight. No, Steelers are last in their division. Yeah. So that's all they're playing for. Your coach's uh coach's record. That's it. Which is that? I hope he I think I would be cool to see him never have a season where he finishes under five hundred. No, I like him as a coach. Yeah, good coach, good coach. He didn't uh, have that okay, one dodgy it's... thing where he st- where he what? Stepped on the field and uh Oh yeah. Pushed the you like, yeah, I remember that. He didn't push a player, but he got No, in he the got way. in the way. Yeah, he, he got, got in the way. the way, he did get out. He claims that he was watching the play on the um, like the jumbo the jumbotron, titantron, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And he thought the guy was running down the opposite sideline, and then he saw himself in the picture last second, and he just jumped out of the way. But who knows? Who great knows? tactical, great yeah. tactical, great tactical move. Yeah. Um, so we talked on the Sunday game. So Sunday, there's only three games: the Packers, Dolphins, which we're going for the Dolphins. Fuck the Packers, Cardinals, Buccaneers. That game only matters to the That's the last game. So, but that's a huge game for the Bucs and for Tom Brady. Huge game for the Bucs. Especially because it's the last game of the weekend, right? Like of the weekend until Monday night. So the the Bucs will know, like, hey, if we don't win this game, we're we're not in first place anymore. Yeah. But also, if they can't beat Arizona, there's no way they can go anywhere. No, Arizona State. Arizona is one of the worst teams in the league. It's bad this year. Real they bad. They're bad. I don't know why. I know why. They don't have good coaching. They burn their bridge with their quarterback. They're yeah, they're just not playing well. It's it's no. pretty obvious you watch them. Like nothing really is going right for them. No, they're a bad team. Yeah. I think their coach is gone for the and then the offseason. I think so too. And I think he should be. I think and I think they're probably when their coach goes, they'll probably want to switch up. A lot of the player personnel, maybe the quarterback, and 
kind of break it all down and re- rebuild. Uh, Rams Broncos is also on Sunday. The Sunday games aren't great. Saturday is going to be amazing, but Sunday you can actually spend it with your family on Christmas Day if you celebrate. And that's just like, it makes it kind of easy. But there's also a ton of basketball games on Sunday. Yeah, ton of basketball games. But we don't talk about those here. Uh, then Monday night, Boxing Day. Colts Chargers. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. A lot of our listeners might be American. I don't think they do boxing day. Yeah. So American listeners, if you I mean I love that you say a lot of our listeners, like, okay, so three of our five you think are American? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's any listeners. <laughs> it might be in Europe, Asia, and Africa for all we know. Hey listeners, if you are in the States. The uh, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas when you put all your shit in boxes and back into the storage space down in your apartment. Or is that why it's called Boxing Day? Basement. I don't know. I assume that isn't that what you do? You just box up stuff. I never put it out to begin with. Just <laughs> bypass the whole process. Yeah. No, I know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the most efficient guy, you know. So that that game, Colts Chargers. It's important for the Chargers they have to win, um, but I don't think the Colts have anything to play for anymore except for pride, and that kind of went away when they... Well, no, that's Jeff Saturday trying to save his job. Oh, his job is over. We, there's one thing we didn't talk about. His job can't be saved. There's one but, thing we didn't talk about that uh, game, the Colts. Matt Ryan. Yeah. That 28-3, to 28-3, 28-3. That's got to still haunt him. He gave up another huge. Here's the thing is, did he give it up? He doesn't play defense. Doesn't matter whether he gave it up himself. Just he's the leader of that. You know, he's the face of the team when you're the the quarterback. And to just be on that, like, you must be thinking, like, I can't win it. Like, it just doesn't matter. But he did throw some picks. He didn't. He did have some fumbles. He did give the ball up. Yeah. He didn't throw he any picks, though. Didn't he? No. Not an interception? He didn't throw any interceptions that game. What was it, a fumble? Two fumbles? Um, I don't know if it was. A f- I think he fumbled the ball once or twice. But him. no interceptions. Anyway. Uh, he doesn't be- play defense. He doesn't play defense. I know, but I'm just saying to be the guy on two of the NFL's yeah. most historic, like the wrong side of the comebacks. Yeah. That's got to be demoralizing. Sure does. Now, this has to be the end of his career. No? The only thing I see is him staying on as a backup somewhere as kind of a mentor role. I don't even know if he'd do that unless he thinks that he can still play, but I don't, I don't see him as a starting. This is his last year as a starting quarterback. Yeah. He even got benched in the middle of this year. He did. But, but he think, got benched. He got benched by the coach that got fired, and then the new coach came in and put him back in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, so again, I, these are decisions that maybe don't look great on Jeff Saturday. Yeah, well, I mean, especially I, I don't like if you're the Colts. Why wouldn't you just look to your youth in quarterbacks and just give them experience now? What are you playing for? Yeah, you're not playing for Matt Ryan's legacy. You're not well, playing just, for anything. They also just shut down Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, he did not have a good year. No, bad year. May as well shut him down. You don't want to hurt him for next year. Yeah. Um, start his year off bad. But ankle sprain, they just decided to shut him down. He ruined me for my fantasy playoff spots. But that we do not care about here. Nobody cares about anybody's fantasy team. I got nothing left to say for this week. What about you? No, I just want to thank everybody for listening to your show. And I uh, hope they'll be back to tune into you again next week. Thank you, listeners. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.